Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 20. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And I want to thank you for joining us on Thursday today. I just think it's an epic day. I like June 20 uh, because today I have to take this motorcycle endorsement test. Oh, that's exciting. I was just wondering why you were so into Thursday, June 20. Like, yeah, and I'm kind of random. petrified about it, but excited about it. So, uh, Have you practiced? Do you know anything? Um, Is it a written test? It's both. Written, oh, everything. Have you studied anything? Um, yeah. I would study. Yeah. I I'm would gonna, start yeah. studying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be a lot of questions. Right They'll now. want to know like how many right yards now. you park right now, from I'm a studying fire right now. hydrant and things like that. <laughs> and you will get those wrong. And I will get all those right. nobody knows these things. <laughs> except for when you take a driving test, you know them for approximately half an hour and then you forget them for the rest of your life and it doesn't matter. It's I know, an amazing I know. Thing. All right, let me pray for today. <laughs> Heavenly Father, bless us, uh, be with us, give us your wisdom in this passage as well, uh, give us your insight and uh, joy as well in today. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, yippee. Today, Thursday, you know, I think the International Children's Bible, the ICB, has taken over for me as my favorite. Yeah. Better than the MSG. I mean, this is the kitty version of Amos. The kitty version, it's pretty, okay. pretty cute. This is the one for the kids. Amos chapter 9. Let's Let's see what little stories we're going to tell our children to send them off to sleep at night. I don't know if that's the idea, but I'm with you. Okay. Subheading, Israel will be destroyed already. I mean, you know, kids like, what's Israel? Why does it have to be destroyed? I saw the Lord standing by the altar. He said, smash the top of the pillars so that even the bottom of the doors will shake. Make the pillars fall on the people's heads. Anyone left alive, I will kill with a sword. Kids are going to be loving this. Not one person will get away. Not one will escape. No one will escape. If they dig down as deep as where the dead are, I will pull them up from there. If they climb up into the skies, I will bring them down from there. If they hide at the top of Mount Carmel, I will find them and take them away. If they try to hide from me at the bottom of the sea, I will command a snake to bite them. If they are captured and taken away by their enemies, I will command the sword to kill them. I will keep watch over them, but I will keep watch to give them trouble, not to do them good." The master, the Lord of heaven's armies, will touch the land, and the land will shake. Then everyone who lives in the land will cry for the dead. The whole land will rise like the Nile River. It will fall like the river of Egypt. The Lord built his upper rooms above the skies. He sets their foundations on the earth. He calls for the waters of the sea. He pours them out on the land. The Lord is his name. The Lord says this, Israel, you are no different to me than the people of Cush. I brought Israel out of the land of Egypt. I also brought the Philistines from Crete and the Arameans from Kir. I, the Lord God, am watching the sinful kingdom, Israel. I will destroy Israel from the earth's surface. But I will not completely destroy Jacob's descendants, says the Lord. I'm giving the the command to scatter the nation of Israel among all nations. It will be like someone sifting flour. A person shakes flour through a sifter. The good flour falls through, but not the bad lumps. Sinners among my people will die by the sword. All of them say, nothing bad will happen to us. Subheading, the Lord promises to restore Israel. The kingdom of David is like a fallen tent. 
But in that day I will set it up again and mend its broken places. I will rebuild its ruins. I will rebuild it as it was before. Then Israel will take over what is left of Edom and the other nations that belong to me, says the Lord. And he will make it happen. The Lord says the time is coming when there will be plenty of food. A person will still be harvesting his crops when it's time to plow again. A person will still be taking the juice from his grapes when it's time to plant again. Sweet wine will drip from the mountains, and it will pour from the hills. I will bring my people, Israel, back from captivity. They will build the ruined cities again, and they will live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink the wine from them. They will plant gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant my people on their land, and they will not be pulled out again from the land which I have given them, says the Lord your God. All right. Here's our question for today. Uh, what are some of our cultural and perhaps theological boundaries that might still need to be challenged by Amos' promise of inclusiveness in the redeemed and restored kingdom of God, which I do believe Jesus has proclaimed is present and moving forward. Oh, so, you added all that. I was yeah. like, I thought that was part of the, and I'm like, No, the question, ended, like, the, question the question ended. The question ended, and I was like, okay. Talking. And I kept on going. No pause. Yeah, why don't right. you read the question I'll read the again? Because you've confused everyone, of, including me. I did me. not. I think everybody understood the question. <laughs> what are some of our cultural and perhaps theological boundaries that might still need to be challenged by Amos' promise of inclusiveness in the redeemed and restored kingdom of God? Well, I'm not sure how much they're cultural or theological or what the difference between those exactly is, but I guess the well, entire idea that some people are in and some people are out and that you kind of always assume that you're one of the ones who's in you, and that I mean, whomever you don't like in, is, right? not, is not in because you don't like them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we like, make it a lot yeah, more complicated than that. It's never quite phrased you go that to simplistically. An airport, you go to a supermarket, you go to a, uh, a soccer game. I mean, there is an in and out all the time. Uh, by everything that we do, by the way that we behave. Uh, I mean, I think that that happens all the time. And I think it'd be nice to, I mean, Amos talks about the kingdom of God, the restored Israel here, where where everybody has an abundance and they're not lacking for anything, right? So that the harvest, as they're cutting the harvest down, there's so much crop that the harvest is producing harvest. So it's this mm-hmm. kind of beautiful perpetual uh, continual supply it's like the manna's just dropping down on the ground and they're like they pick it up and they just don't they have enough and it's guaranteed and the, the juice continues and the sweet wine from the drip from the mountains that pours from the hills I mean he's just talking about how there's no ruined cities and everybody is like inside the kingdom as opposed to walls and separation and barriers and pushing away and exclusivity there's actually like there's an embracing that's taking place and I think there's uh that's kind of difficult for anything that we build. Churches. What's the embracing that's taking place? That's what he's talking about. That he's oh, saying okay. that he's saying that we we should be that kind of we should be that kind of people. Well, I mean, here's the thing: there are in the world some genuinely horrible people, right? Yes. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, this is always the thing. I think it gets difficult with inclusiveness and. You know, there's kind of circular conversations that we have about being judgmental and being inclusive. And what do you do with the people who are harmful to other people? How, how do you avoid You include everyone except them. Well, I think that's what it kind of comes to. That Yes. That we, I mean, we've had this in churches. I, anybody that I know who's involved in a church has this issue that, yes, we're supposed to accept and include everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, awful people have problems and are hurting and need... Mm-hmm. They need something. It's not always clear what. But sometimes they are doing 
irreparable damage to people around them. And how yeah, do you it's true. how do you distinguish between the idea that, you know, God created everyone and values and loves everyone, but here in the real world where we live, we actually have to function in some way that I think there's a where there are some consequences to certain behaviors that you can't just go around and do whatever you want. I think there's a difference between uh, being accepted in the kingdom of God and being, you know, being saved and and actually belonging to a physical space uh, where where yeah. we actually have to abide. I think there's uh, there is, and I think that's really difficult for us because we would like to say everybody's welcome, right? So everybody should be inside this When I agree with that in principle, I think as long as they're willing to behave themselves. Well, yeah. That is, that they're not doing anything that's harmful to somebody else. To the minors. To the who? To the minors, to those who are weaker, smaller, oh, the, I thought the children. You meant actually, people under the age of eighteen or twenty-one. Okay, well, you just I just, mean I just mean, I mean, yeah, I mean anybody who is who is weak and fragile, and so I think that's where it is it is it behooves us and it's a responsibility to take to protect those who are weaker, and I think that happens at all ages, at all stages of life. There are people who are fragile. Well, I think you should really question if if you listening think of yourself as being one of those people who's blunt or plain spoken mm. or tells it like it is if you mm. have any of those ways of describing yourself mm. you probably need to rethink those hugely yeah. wouldn't you say yeah yeah it's just generally speaking not helpful <laughs> nobody nobody wants any of those things they, you're not doing anybody any favors you know by speaking think, what I you call think, the truth I don't or think whatever. it even does any good for those people to actually share that as probably well. not it might yeah. be fun you know, I, I don't know. It must be. It must be gratifying or I something. Know. Not sure, but I don't know. So yeah, obviously, and I'm thinking, or I'm talking more in terms of verbal things that people do. But then there are worse things than that yeah. that we uh, end up having to deal with in church situations. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, repeat the question one more time. What are some of our cultural and perhaps theological boundaries that might still need to be challenged by Amos's promise of inclusiveness in the redeemed and restored kingdom of God? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you, and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love. Love.